So, uh, this Torah portion is called uh, Chaye Sarah, the life of Sarah. The, um, the, the summary of this Torah portion is Sarah dies, Abraham purchases a grave for her, uh, a tomb for her in a field, which would also be his and for all the patriarchs. Uh, that is the actual first, very first purchase in the land of Israel. Um, when God said to a- uh, Abraham, his, his children will inherit this land, the very first purchase is actually a grave. And I, I think there's revelation in that, although I don't know what the revelation is. If you get something, you can let me know. Um, so uh, Sarah dies, he gets the grave. Um, Beautiful. A grave is a garden where a seed is planted. Yes, indeed. Hallelujah. Um, after that, um, Isaac, a wife is found for Isaac. And her name is Rebecca or Rivka. And then Abraham dies. Now, Abraham, Avraham Avinu, has done many wonderful things in his life. He's the father of faith. If we look at his story, he had the faith to leave everything, leave his family, leave his homeland, leave everything, and go to a new place and and follow God and follow God's promise. Um, He had had a lot of wealth, that's good. He had a lot of, of things, that's good. He had a, a child at a very old age. That's good. He did a lot of good things. He, he rescued Lot when a war was happening. That's good. He interceded for a, for a, for a sinful nation or sinful land, Sodom and Gomorrah. That, that's good. He did a lot of good things. I mean, he's Abraham. He's Abraham. You know, I mean, he's, he did some good things. He's Abraham. But at the end of the day, I believe that the best thing he did was to secure that the promise made to him by God will perpetuate and will be fulfilled, albeit not through him, but through another generation. See, God makes promises to us And we can speak about it a lot, about God's going to use you, and God's going to do this with you, and God's going to heal you, and God's going to use you mightily, and God's going to do all these things through you. But I think of all the things that God can do through you, of all the riches, of all the growth you, you can experience, I believe the best thing that he does through you is what you impart that lives on without you. And that is the best thing that can be, that, 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 the best thing, that is the best fruit. That is the best fruit. Abraham has a unique calling. Look to the north, south, east, and west. All of this is going to be yours. Mine? No, not yours. Your descendants. You're not even going to see it. 
through your descendants, all the nations are going to be blessed. You mean through me? Yeah, through me, but not through you, through your descendants. See, there's a promise that Abraham was given, but none of it had to do with him. It had to do with what would come forth from him. And this doesn't take away all the good things he did. He had his life to lead. As we've been saying the past couple of weeks, he had his altars that he built, altar to altar, glory to glory. All of that is good. But at the end of the day, the best thing he did is that he found a wife for his son Isaac to show and to make sure that the seed that was planted in him would get perpetuated. The line is secure. The promise is secure. Now I can go. And that is the best thing that he can do. And this doesn't just have to do with children. I mean, that's obviously the natural progression of this, of what you leave for your children. But I'm telling you, it's, got, it's, it's, it's not just children. It's who you part, impart into, independent of who it is. Independent of who it is. It's who you impart to laterally. That can live on without you and grow and build into something even greater than you were ever able to do. Like, I'm not much of a football fan, you know? So I'm not going to use the correct terminology. You know, but there's a guy who can give like a little lateral hand toss to somebody else who then runs for the touchdown. That is football, right? So that guy's not the guy who took the ball and spiked it in the end zone. That's not the guy who did the little jig dance and got all the applause. That's not the guy who did a little showboating in front of the, in front of the crowd and said, yo, look at me, I just did the touchdown. But there's a guy who did the little handoff a couple of yards back who enabled it. Whoever it is, the shortstop. So when the shortstop took the football and passed it to enable the, 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 the punter to run to the... You know what I'm saying. There's a guy that does the handoff, and then the one who he handed off to took it and ran and went farther and hit the end zone. And the angels are rejoicing. And at the end, you know, we have our own race, like I was saying, the run the race set before you. You know, we have our own finish line. We have the things that the Lord is doing with us. But I tell you, the angels are rejoicing when we hand off and that person goes farther than we were ever able to go. Greater things. Even Yeshua, the Messiah himself, Mashiach, said greater things you will do. Because I go to the Father, what he was saying is, I'm getting out of here, but I'm leaving this thing with you. And you're going to take this thing, and you're going to go deeper and farther than I have ever been able to go, because I am just one, but the seed is going to go into many, and the many is going to do greater things than just one. It can't just, it may start with one, but it's not just going to end with one. It's going to end with many. And if Yeshua, the Messiah, the greatest man that ever will live and ever did live, can say greater things you will do, how much more for us do we hand off 
and say, take it and run. Take it and run. You take it and run. Because I have my race, but I'm imparting something, and you're going to go and do things and see things and go places that I have never even dreamed of. I believe that every generation is, is designed by God to do greater things. And it's not just a generational thing. It's whatever it is where you've imparted and somebody took it and went forward. Whatever that is, it is a greater thing. It says at the end of Deuteronomy that Moses was the most humble man in the whole world ever. And Moses did some incredible things. I mean, he reached up to heaven. He brought the Torah down. He taught, I mean, he changed the world forever. He brought righteousness and the understanding of God's righteousness to the whole world. But then there's the book of Joshua. There is a book of Joshua. Do you understand? There's a book of Joshua. And you know what the book of Joshua starts with? Moses, your servant, is dead. So, arise, Joshua. Arise, Joshua. Cross over the Jordan with the people and take the land. See, as great as Moses was, he wasn't ordained to take the land. So now the Torah ends, Joshua begins... Joshua was told, my servant Moses is dead. The baton is handed to you. Go farther than he ever was able to. All right. The Lord gave me, as I was praying about this, the Lord kind of gave me a vision. Like I saw something kind of in, in, in spirit. I don't know if it was just my imagination or in spirit. I do not know. But I'll tell you what it is. And it's sort of a, a little bit of a twist to Matthew 25. We're all familiar with Matthew 25, Yeshua's parable of the talents. Where a master goes to one slave and he says, I'm going to give you five talents. And when I come back, I'll see what you got. And the one slave said, okay, you, you, I took the five and I turned it into ten. And the master says, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Enter into the joy of your master. And there's another he gave two to, and he went away, and this one servant turned the two into four, and then the master came back and said, what do you got? He says, I took your two and I turned it into four. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. And then there's the one who took the talent and just kind of hid it away and did nothing with it. And he said, because I know you're a, a master that, that reaps where you don't sow, and I was afraid, so I just kind of hid what you told me. And then the, the master was pretty upset with that one. He says, give me what you got. I'm going to give it to them. There's a little twist in this vision of this good and faithful, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, I think that's a very misunderstood. We, all, we use it like, like, like at the end of this thing, when we die, Yeshua is going to give us a pat on the back. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thank God I heard that. How many songs are we, oh, I can't wait to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, like it's like it's a pat on the back. Like we need, like him say, you did good, you did good, you did good. And, and you know, that's a, that's a nice thing, but I think there's a little more to it than that. So I saw this vision of somebody at the end of their life, they've passed on, and now they're with Yeshua. And, Yeshua, and, and, and they're like, oh my gosh, and with Yeshua, I have done nothing in my life to merit anything on this side of the, the equation here. I'm now I'm on the afterlife, and I, there is nothing here that I did. I'm looking back in my life, and there's absolutely nothing. I can't think of anything that was good. I can't think of anything that was good. 
What did I do that was good? And here I am. And now like, oh my gosh, this must be judgment day. He's going to go, he's going to go through my life and he's going to show me every place I messed up. And he's going to show me that like, I really didn't do anything good. Uh Oh, here it comes. Here comes the judgment. And all of a sudden in this vision I had, Yeshua showed this one man. He said, look up to the man. The man looked up and there was a garden. But it wasn't just a garden like, like a little mulch bed that we have in front of my house, this, or our house. This, this was like a field of flowers. Like it, it went like beyond we, that he could see. It was a field of flowers. And each of the flowers was, was radiant and, and purple and, and, and brimming with life. It was a full field of flowers. And Yeshua said, you see that? And then the man said, yeah, I see it. What is it all about? I didn't plant this. And Yeshua said, you're right, you didn't plan it. And he said, why are you showing it to me? This was all in my vision. He said, why are you showing me this? And he said, well, remember that one homeless guy that you hugged? Remember that one guy that you just kind of prayed for? Well, yeah, but I, 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 I think I remember it. If I remember correctly, I kind of prayed for him and walked away. And Yeshua said, yeah, but at that moment, seed came forth from you and seed entered into that vessel and you may not realize it because you went out to that did your life but he wound up getting married and he wound up having a family a godly family and his sons and daughters had families godly families and what you're seeing is the result of that one seed that came out of you into one person when you didn't even realize because you thought the way the seed gets propagated, the way the seed gets disseminated is by just handing out a track or by doing something very religious. Do you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior right now? And if you don't do that, then nothing's coming forth. But I tell you that when you, that wasn't you that was hugging him, that was me through you. And the, my one seed came forth into that man that turned into many. Yeshua said, if its seed doesn't die, it just remains by itself. But when it dies, it produces much, much fruit. And then the person looks at the field and say, I, I, I didn't know. I mean, I just, just kind of going about, I, I can't take credit for any of that. I, I didn't do that. And Yeshua said, you didn't. I am. What I feel the Spirit is saying to you today is don't forget who's doing the hugging. Don't forget who's doing the praying. I have a little personal story about it. You know what happened was this week, I'm like looking through the Torah portion and I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. That's usually my Mondays. I don't know what to talk about. This Shabbat's going to stink. I'm just going to not give any message. And all of a sudden, like um, sometimes, you know, sometimes he gives it to me right away, and then sometimes he just gives me a little spark, and the spark he gave me was legacy. Legacy, legacy, legacy. You know, because Abraham's legacy wasn't all the stuff that he did. It was what he left. Because the promise was able to continue on without him. And I'm like, I can't really talk about that because I don't have any children. So I just keep seeking and seeking. All of a sudden, God started giving me experiences. So a couple days ago, I had my hair cut. I had them all cut. What's left of them? 
And my hairdresser's name is Isabel. She works at uh, Bella Vita in Westerly, Rhode Island. And uh, she cuts my hair, and she's kind enough to meet me there at 7.30 in the morning before I go to work. So there I am, and, and Isabel has a, has a, has a, is, a, is a very blessed woman, but she has a rough life because she is the caretaker of her grandson, and her grandson is very, very disabled. He was born with some sort of ailment. I can't even remember the name, but it's a smooth brain. And he's extremely disabled, not only learning disabled, but physically disabled. And she cares for him and cares for him and cares for him. And I don't know if anybody here has ever been in caretaker mode. When you become into caretaker mode, it's your life. It's 24 by 7. And, it's, you know, it's, and that becomes your life. And her life is taking care of her grandson. And she's like, and she knows I'm a rabbi. And she knows we, you know, we, of, of Mishkan David. And she knows I'm a, a man that believes in God. And she goes to me, she goes, you know, I, I, I mean, I think, I, I guess I believe in God. I'm a Catholic. I'm a Catholic. But, you know, I, you know, after just in, in my experience with my grandson, I've realized I just have to rely more on myself than of God. Because I got to take him to the doctor and I got I to gotta make sure that he's, 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 uh, he's, when he's having a seizure that he's being looked, at, looked after. So I just kind of learned to rely on myself and, and, and not of God. And I don't know what to say in those situations. <laughs> you know, like, you, uh, one thing I've learned about myself I'm not very good at giving advice. I'm much better at talking to the Lord than at humans. Because when you talk to humans, even when it's religious, it's like it's advice. Well, God loves your grandson. Yeah, thanks. No, I know. You ever get like advice that it's just like, it's scriptural, it's fine, but it's, it's in the flesh. It's not like the Lord speaking. It's just like, well, he's fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, I know. And they have to go, I know, I know, I know. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's the best we can. But it's, and that's how I find sometimes myself. Somebody will tell me their story. And like, like I want to answer them as a human. Like, well, the, God loves you. But I find myself that if I'm talking to the Lord, it's a little bit different. So I just said, let's, after the haircut was done, I said, let's talk to the Lord together. And I just grabbed their hands. And she, wanted, I said, okay. she said, okay. So I grabbed her hands and I prayed. And I said, Lord, her grandson is fearfully and wonderfully made. You love him. He's in your image. So pour out your love in this house, Adonai, and make your reality known. All I could tell you is that when we're done praying, we were, she was flooded in tears. Her, her head was on my chest, and I'm holding her, and she would not let go. And then we let go, and she ran into my chest crying. And we let go, and she ran into my chest crying. And then when it got weird, I left. <laughs> but as I was running out of there, the Lord said, don't forget who's doing the hugging. Seed comes forth. Seed gets planted. And it says in Scripture that, the, that the, there's one who sows and the one who reaps. So what does that mean? It means that in, in many cases, like, we'll sow seed and we'll have no idea what happened to it. Because Yeshua is the reaper, 
He's the one who, who takes it all at the end. But Yeshua also said that the sower and the reaper will rejoice together. And that's what I saw in my vision. It's like at the end, we're going to see. We're going to see how the one seed that, that was planted produced many. So you don't have to like have, have children. You don't even have to have children that's, that's doing so well. Like sometimes our children, is, it's, you know, like we, we've just done the best we could, but they're, they're messed up. But you know what? I want to encourage you because it says that happens for three generations, but his faithfulness comes in for a thousand. For a thousand. But it's not just about your kids. It's about these divine appointments where you don't even realize it, that God is, is taking his seed and he is the seed. Even Paul said that he's the seed of Abraham. And I charge you today that this is the well done moment. It's not just, hey, I learned piano and I got better at piano. Well, good. Hey, one time I just spoke in tongues, but now I can speak in tongues and interpret. Good. You know, I was a real mess up and God really delivered me. Good. But there's nothing greater than the seed finding its lodging and propagating and propagating and propagating and propagating. And all of us, I believe, have opportunities for that that you don't even have to think about it. You don't even have to think about it. It, it happened to me again this week. There was a, the homeless, I was the guy with the homeless person. The homeless, the homeless person comes over to me, so I, I, give him, you know, I give him some money, but I grabbed them also, and I prayed with them. And then the light turned green, and I had to go. But as the light turned green, I hear him go, where can I find you? But the light turned green. And again, the Lord said, don't forget who's praying through you. Don't forget who's doing these things through you. See, we, don't, we forget who's in you. So I got to tell you something, that there was a time when Yeshua was in the womb of Miriam, who has been anglicized into Mary, and he was in the womb of Miriam, the Jewess. And she went to see her relative, and Yochanan, who was anglicized into John the Baptist, was in the womb of the other, of Elizabeth, and he started to jump up and down. And I tell you right now that as you are going about your life, because of the one who lives within you, there is, an, there is a womb in the people that you're meeting, and they're jumping up and down because they're ready to receive the seed that you have. And those situations are there, and you don't even need to turn it into a religious thing. 
I'm telling you that the situations are there. The people in your life are there. The people you're going to meet are there. Because that seed that Yeshua has, that seed is incorruptible. It is eternal. It will find its way. It will find its way. It will find its way. And you're like, oh my gosh, I, this, I have nothing to give. I, I, I have nothing to give. I have too much, too much garbage going on in my head. Yet you're welcome to the club. You know, take the lesson from Abraham. He had many children, but one child of promise. Abraham had many children. Even in this Torah portion, do you realize that after Sarah died, he got remarried and had a whole bunch of other kids? He had many children, but one child of the promise that carries the seed, the lineage of Messiah. Oh, and all seed wants to propagate. Good seed, bad seed, it all wants to propagate. But I tell you, be on the lookout because the Lord wants to get somebody pregnant. And you are the vessel to... Bring it home. Just, um, just listen to, okay, just, 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 just calm down. And hear what I have to say in spirit. The people that you meet, they're ready to get pregnant. They're ovulating. The world is ovulating. And you are the vessel to bring it home. To have that seed go into a womb and for it to grow and for it to propagate. The world is ovulating. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. I won't repeat that. That one won't go on the podcast. And you are the vessel. And a greater thing, this is the beauty of it. Because when Yeshua said, greater things you will do. That's the way it is for all of us. I mean, you are Yeshua's greater thing. You are his seed. It says in Isaiah 53, it says, he shall see seed and prolong his days. You are his seed. But it's meant to continue. It won't die with you. And it, it's for everything in your life when there's a handoff, a pass, a transition. Look, I think of the same thing when it comes to Mishkan. Someday in the future, I'm going to hand off the rabbi thing to somebody. <laughs> Only my wife would say that. Nobody else would say that. Nobody else would say that out loud. But one day that's going to happen. And I will tell that person, greater things will you do. Greater things will you do. So the world needs to get pregnant. The world is ovulating.
the Lord and you will take it from there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that it is so not about us. Thank you, Lord, that there's a greater story than what you're doing in me. Thank you, Lord, that it's not about us. Thank you, Lord, at the end of this thing, you mold us and you form us. But there's something else that you're doing that will go on. And that is a holy thing. So, Father, enable us, enable us, enable us, enable us to be on the lookout for when you're ready to propagate. Help us, Lord, to be on the lookout, to know, to know when there is a divine Yeshua moment in our lives, when it comes to people we know, when it comes to people we don't know. In Yeshua's name, stop being self-centered. In Yeshua's name, learn it, absorb it, know it, that there's something that's going to happen that's far beyond that you can ever take this thing. And it is good. Rejoice in the cloud of witnesses for what is happening. And be on the lookout for these divine moments when, when God says, I'm ready. Seed is ready to come forth. That person that you're with right now is, pre- is ready to get pregnant. That person right now is ready to get pregnant. In spirit. And here you are. Do you know these times? Do you know these times? Do you know the times when the Lord is saying, okay, this is it. This is it. This is it. There's seed that needs to go. There's seed that needs to go. There's seed that needs to go. Go and do it. I I charge you, I command you to be on the lookout for these things because that is the growth of the kingdom. And imagine him saying, well done, because he's showing you a garden that you had no idea you had a part of. But seed did come forth in a moment that you can't even take credit for that wound up growing into something that you can't take credit for. But I am can take credit for it. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.